Right, yeah, I know where I'm stuck now. Right, how do I... I'll send through the score. I'll send it through in the little chat thing, just don't look Leon. Okay. Whisper, whisper it in my ear. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the April edition of the uh, what I'm calling the Nil by Mouth episode. I had some complaints about me consuming food and drink. Or was it just it was just sweets I was eating last month, wasn't it, fellas? Sour Skittles or something? Oh, so good, so good. But I won't be eating any this month, just to prove that we do take feedback on. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I gave you live feedback. I told you the second you started putting them in your mouth that it wasn't cool. Yeah. It's my rebellious side. <laughs> uh, regular listeners to the podcast will know that we always play a game. The winner of said game will be introduced last. The loser of said game will be introduced first. There is only three of us on the podcast again this month. Um, due to me, because I was sick yesterday and we had to cancel the last minute. Um, but hopefully next month we'll be able to pull it together and get the, the whole gang together. Guys, what, what did we play this month? Or should I say, what did you play this month? Ultra Flow. It's a uh, mobile game on all your favourite mobile platforms, including Windows Mobile this time. Ooh. Um, and it is, it's hard to describe, but you know when you go bowling and they've got those ice hockey tables yep. where two people stand at the end and hit a puck towards each other? It's yep. that, but you're not playing against an opponent. It's kind of like <laughs> different mazes where you have to get it into a hole and it changes everyone and they get progressively harder. Okay. Well, coming in in second place is my brother from another mother, Mark Bottry. Hello, Mark. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I knew that I'd be losing this. Well, now, originally your score was 23. You can. And then you, you had us wait, you notched up 24. I, I'm and still you're now playing. At level, are you still playing? So you're level. 28 now. Ooh. Level 28. That's not bad. Okay, you still need to double that. Yeah, <laughs> I assumed as much. Well, no, actually, uh, actually, also joining me on the podcast is Leon Matthews. Hello, Leon. Good evening. You got 49. Mm. One day, Mark, I think you're going to win this. I've got to choose the game. I think that's what it's got to be. I think you've got to choose the game and tell everyone else a different game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're nailed on. I think that's fair. There's no, there's no pressure in this one, like the other week, where it was like one life and go. This one's, you know, you can play it all you like. It's quite quite relaxing. Quite chilled. Yes, it's a good game. Guys, it's been a month. What have we been up to? Any any gossip to, to share? Wow. <laughs> what do you want in the way of gossip? Oh, I don't know. I just want to, I want to hear about you. I'm intrigued. This isn't you. loose women. <laughs> There's nothing that interesting but it, going on. It between. could be, Mark. It could be. Hey, I watched that um, Robert Durst documentary. Anyone caught that yet? Who's Robert the Durst? Jinx? What? No, I, I know nothing of this. Oh my goodness! You, you, ha- I, right? I implore you, Leon, Mark, and you, listener, go and check this documentary out. It's brilliant. So about Robert Durst is a heir to a real estate fortune. Over in New York City, his family are very big in uh, commercial property. And uh, there's several unexplained murders around Robert Durst. And he's managed to evade 
um, convictions on these over the years. And he's now a, a, an elderly man. And um, a feature film was made about the disappearance of his wife, which happened a long, long time ago. Long story short, he saw it and got in contact with the director and said, you really understand me? Let's do an interview. And then it's all about what unfolds after that. It's all very, very real. What was the feature film? The feature film was nothing really that special. All Good Things. Who was in it? Ryan Gosling was in it. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right, so there you go. But the the documentary really is the um, the main event on this one. Fantastic, some genuine jaw dropping moments. I I implore. I watched it on a plane back from Singapore, fourteen hour flight, and at one point it was just so jaw droppingly amazing. I was sort of sat up in my seat trying to engage in eye contact with someone just to share the moment. <laughs> anybody is anybody saying anyone? This? <laughs> Everybody was asleep. <laughs> So yeah, check that out. Are we saying he's like a real life kingpin? Uh, because I've been uh, watching Daredevil and I have Daredevil characters in my mind. So right, right. I see. I haven't of... caught it yet. Oh, um, what are you doing? It's pretty. It's supposed to be quite brutal. It's very brutal. Really? So it's the Netflix yeah. series. Yeah. Netflix, yeah. yeah I'm still not times. even at the end of Breaking Bad, so I'm well behind. Yeah. Wow. Okay. No, it's good. You should check it out. And I'm I'm missing the first episode of Game of Thrones as well for. Um, for you guys. I know. What a shame. That's what we call sacrifice. <laughs> Listener, while we were off air, we were discussing whether we should be called the Fellowship or not, and that got poo-pooed in about two seconds by Leon. No. There are, there are no fellowships here. We can be a fire team. We can be a squad. A posse? We, yeah, anything. So. Posse, yeah. We, we settled on a posse, didn't we? Yeah, that'll do. Guys, should we talk about some video games? Yeah, why not? That's yeah. what we're in it. <laughs> What's the big news? Mark, the big news is, is Nintendo, surely. This happened pretty much straight after we'd recorded last month. I know. Isn't it annoying how these things happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, Nintendo are going to go down the mobile games route. Um, they've got this partnership with a company called DNA, so they will also be working with them to um, bring about the successor to the Club Nintendo scheme. And so the hope is is that it'll be some kind of a a general you know, proper modern online account system um and they've said that it's it's not going to be strictly speaking ports that make it to mobile games um so it's not going to be a case of trying to cobble in some kind of touch control for an old mario it will be new titles now that could be like um pokemon shuffle and they've said they don't like the free to play um term which kind of indicates that it will be free to play if you're gonna if you're coming out and saying that you don't particularly like the term then you're basically saying don't call our games that um i think they want to call it free to start i see the difference there yeah exactly um yeah but they reckon see why they'd be so passionate about that (laughs) yeah but um i think it was dna themselves said that they could make something like 25 million a month or was it a month or a year someone quickly google that I'm sure it would be a month. It would be a month, something yeah. Something like that. Something yeah, ridiculous. Know. And it was just makes you realise that, should we say, if they can manage to, to get a reasonable amount of people playing those games and they can try and leverage the amount of people who are already playing the kind of stuff that you know they would like DS games, they would like 3DS games, but they've just never been kind of turned on to those things. Um, and they've... they've Nintendo have also come out and said that they're working on a new console, which they obviously had to say 
to kind of alleviate fears that everyone would think they were just going down the mobile route. Um, but all around, pretty big news. Did they explain why they've waited so long? Did they explain what their motivation for hanging back and was it we're Nintendo? Their yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't listen to anybody because we can hear the sound of all the tills ringing last generation but yeah. all of a sudden there's this deafening silence and we thought we should try something new would be my guess the sound of being left behind yeah basically uh, well so antsy shareholders basically you know i think mm. at the end of the day while you're making money you can afford to say you know we're being individualistic we're you know doing our own thing when it stops making you money then people say why aren't you doing what everyone else is doing mm. So when's the, what's the time scale on this? When are we likely to see some more concrete details, see some hardware released, and actually get hands-on with some games? Now, that's the, that's the sketchy part. <laughs> <laughs> more details apparently on the NX, the, the new console. Um, well, new hardware, they've said, so it could be pretty much anything, let's, let's face it, um, next year. And so, right. so that leaves them with a pretty big window but I think that's just kind of how Nintendo roll these days. Zelda's been delayed as well, so... Oh, my gosh. Well, Goodness. maybe everything's being tied in. Maybe they're trying to have a, a really big 2016. Maybe that's the plan. What have they got for E3 this year? I mean, if I take it NX is, or whatever it is, isn't going to be this year. So are they still... I mean, th- this is the problem. Like, most console manufacturers wouldn't come out and say, yeah, yeah, we're, we're working on something new, because they kind of want you to buy the current thing but by saying that like even i the other day i've got a little bit of cash just sitting in my pocket waiting to do nothing i was looking at a wii u and i've been looking at ps4s and stuff and honestly the wii u kind of makes more sense for me at the moment but with this announcement it kind of put me off a little bit i was just like well if we're going to be doing something else in short in a short short amount of time then why would i it's not worth it yeah i totally agree why would i go and, and buy this wii u which is already kind of struggling and i'm trying to justify it but now you've kind of just made me think well i'll just wait then but no one knows what the new hardware will be. You don't know if it'll be a console. You don't know if it'll be this kind of hybrid device, whether it will tie into the idea that they would make games for touchscreen devices, you know, smart devices, and so therefore they might kind of create something that has traditional controls and a touchscreen, basically what the, the gamepad should have been. Mm. Um, I, 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 I just have this lingering doubt that they will cut their losses on the Wii U so soon. You know what? You've still got um, Star Fox to come out. You've still got Zelda to come out. The only reason why it might be, should we say, new hardware sooner rather than later is it would be great to to have, say, a new Zelda title come out for that as well, fairly soon. Up, you know, in much the same way that um, something like Grand Theft Auto do Five. You, do you see that happening though? Oh, I well, see. Well, Gra- GTA like, Five. Uh, you know, yeah, made yeah, that quick yeah. jump. Yeah, release it this gen, and then as soon as you. You know, you've got a, another generation after that. Because the, the the Wii U's a HD platform anyway, right? Yeah. And the NX has been confirmed as being an HD platform, so... Has it been confirmed as being HD? I think I it's, it's it just implied, been. isn't it? Come on, if it's not, I what mean, are we doing? To, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, like, it's, yeah. it's not going to be 4K, let's put it that no, way. No, no, so, no. But, yeah. but bear in mind the fact that the Wii U's gamepad is, is sub-HD. And, and bear in mind okay, the fact fine. that we're talking about a company that doesn't stick in a charger with their portable console and doesn't have yeah. an Ethernet socket on the back of their main console, oh, doesn't have yeah. an online account system, 
that ties everything under one roof. It, I, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm a big Nintendo fan, but to say, well, that makes sense, therefore Nintendo will do it, you know, that doesn't always ring true. Yeah, but I mean, really, if, if they're talking about doing something in the mobile space or something like that, or whether it's like a, a hybrid device or whatever, I mean, every single phone these days has a 1080p screen, even if it was just 720p. I mean, really, I just, I know they're backwards and more than anybody I would oh, say. Oh, no, I'm just know. saying it won't be. It, I would assume it will be. It, you've got to assume that it will be anything yeah. they, they, they create. But, you know, stranger things have happened. You know, I you just don't know what they'll come out with. I mean, at, at a time when people were saying that they should come out with, you know, a, a new portable device, they were they were still making iterations on things like you know the the Game Boy Advance. You know, making that smaller. At a time when people were saying bring out something with a bigger screen. You know, they they have this knack of trying to find different ways to leverage their their existing fan base. Do you think they'll bring back the Virtual Boy and jump on the VR bandwagon? Oh, I'd love it. I genuinely, I really do hope, my hope is that they create something that um, has some level of online account system where there will be complete backwards compatibility in the same way that you have with regards like a title that you buy on an Android phone or an iOS phone or something like that so that you could have a device that you could put on, you know, the SNES classics, that kind of thing. And you would know that in several years time when there's a better version or something, you buy that. And you've got your, you know, you sign into your online account, and you can download those straight away. Uh, but come on, they, you know they like they like the fact that every time they release a new platform, they can just go back to the well on all of their old like catalog. They love that. They love getting you to buy it like twenty times in your lifetime. Why would they? Why would they shoot themselves in the foot? I I don't know how many people do buy all those titles though. I I, I reckon there's there's a small amount of people who go back. Uh, as you know, most people I reckon buy one title on kind of each different platform and kind of realize that they're getting burnt for the money and just kind of say well you know i had x number of snes titles on that previous console i won't bother with it mm. you you touched on nintendo there sort of dipping their toe into the um the vr market i, I would have thought that that would really be speaking their language you know something which uh has got a peripheral to make it work and kind of you know, uh, they would definitely have the unique selling point of their sort of amazing worlds that they create in their games, the type of Mario's and, and Zelda's and things. I mean, that would be fascinating, wouldn't it? Do you think they work though? Because you know, like VR, it's all very. I don't. Do you, I realistic. don't know what do, I don't know what does work in VR and what doesn't. I mean, presumably you could make the same comparison to a movie. You know, you, some movies are ultra realistic. Some are total. 3D generated um, pieces. I, I I don't see why a world has to be steeped in realism. I don't see why it can't be surreal or. Uh, it'd be very ways. surreal though, wouldn't it? Running around like you know. In first person as well. Yeah. That would be yeah. strangely trippy. Yeah. Yeah. But if anyone can take it on, who else? Mm. It'd be interesting. I, I'm looking forward to. It. We we had a little article on the site where we had a little chat about it, and you know, as sceptic as I am about it. I am looking forward to to what they bring because you know they change the game. They think outside of the box, and of all the three manufacturers, if someone's going to do something crazy, then it's going to be Nintendo, and and that's kind of mm. what we need at this point, you know, mm. with everything. So I mean, it's stagnant at the moment, isn't it? Really. Um, yeah. And if if they hit it well, and it's something new and different, then I'm all for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think they 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 made a step back towards 
the hearts of the mature gamer with the Wii U. So if the NX can take another step further, then I think maybe then they are, you know, competing with um, the other two again, which is something we all want to see, really, right? Yeah, of course. And they they just need. I mean, the Wii U is still a solid console, but it got off to a slow start, and that's kind of. That's, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I'm convinced about that whole tablet. But thing. if you if you all right, disregard the tablet. Just pick yourself up a Pro controller and look at the amount of uh, first party exclusives. Yeah. On the Wii U, it's a decent console with a good catalog. However. What you need to start with is you need those first-party titles. If a Nintendo is a console is launching, you need one of the big ones. You need you know a solid 3D Mario. You need a Zelda. You need something like that. Otherwise, people just kind of look at it. And I think there's this kind of a weird amount of people who have just kept looking at the Wii U, saying, "But it should be cheaper." I feel like it's been out long enough that that should have dropped in price. And at no point has there been that moment where they've necessarily said, now's the time to definitely buy it, like there has been with you know with the Xbox One, which similarly kind of struggled a bit to start with. But as soon as the prices start getting slashed, as soon as great bundles come out, people then commit. Whereas with the Wii U, it's, it's almost like people are looking at it and thinking, this is never going to drop in price, and I kind of don't want to spend on that. Yeah, I just I, I I want to see them be aggressive now. I want to see them come out with a, a killer piece of hardware and just a real aggressive schedule of releases that just engage in, in 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 you know what gamers want now, not what harking back. You know, there's nothing wrong with a bit of um, nostalgia, but you know, let's let's hopefully break some some barriers and find some new territory. That that would be fun. They should be the people to do it. They've got all the money at the moment. You know, they're still sitting on a pile of Wii cash, so they could be, you know, really pushing the games or really developing some crazy new hardware, taking a bit of a bath on the price of the, the hardware just to get it into people's hands and stuff. But I guess they're just being cautious now. Mm. Okay, so uh, we don't expect anything this year. Maybe we'll get a little bit more news at E3. Um, I don't expect to see any hardware or, or or footage. Do you? I think they've already said that it won't be at E3. Ah, I see. Okay. More details next year. Right. Another one they're sitting out. Yeah. So they're going to come out at E3 and be like, so reasons to still buy our console, even though we're kind of looking forwards. Yeah. But there we go. Do we have reviews to plug? I'm sure there's been some big big games that have come out as well big games have recently you... have you seen the schedule yeah. I was considering I reviewing think... Farming Simulator this month <laughs> ah really yeah I was genuinely thinking we've got to review something to plug the gaps I looked at Farming Simulator and I thought oh, that would be good to do for a laugh and everything and then I looked at it and I suddenly realised actually it looks like it's made really well yeah. and, and I can't just have a have a, have a laugh with that it's clearly made for people who, you know, for that kind of thing is just extra special. You know, it's exactly well, who's what it made they want. for. I don't understand. If you're a farm, so if you're, if you don't have a farm, a... but you want a right. farm, aspiring farmers. Yes, yeah, exactly. What a football manager, you know, for farmers. Yeah. The thing is that what, <laughs> the interesting thing is, I kind of assumed that it would largely be kind of like top down, bit like a Sim City type thing. 
Oh no, you're riding tractors. But it, it's riding tractors, and there's like a, a field that just stretches off into the horizon, and you've just got to go backwards and forwards on it. And then I looked, I was watching a Let's Play, and there's a multiplayer mode. Really? Well, you can both <laughs> yeah, farm at the same yeah. time. You just think deathmatch. Yeah. How does it work? I, I've got absolutely no idea. Well, maybe you should review it. Oh, because it's probably really massive and complicated. I was going to say there too much effort. <laughs> thousands of menus, and there'll be a dedicated. Like fan base and forum and everyone who knows exactly what it's about. Yeah. No pain, no gain. That's what I say. <laughs> what happened to Bloodborne? I mean, uh, I'm sure it slipped. It, it, we definitely didn't talk about it last month, so it kind of come out at that point. Yeah. Nobody reviewed it. Manny was going to. Um, he was down to do it, but unfortunately, last minute he had. Um, he was going to be away for the time and couldn't right. really commit well, the hours that I'm was necessary. I'm fairly sure we're not going to talk about a game we haven't reviewed. Yeah. So. No. You sold your PS4, didn't you? I did. Yeah, got rid. T- t- just before Bloodborne as well. Mm. Do not have... I've got an absolutely killer PC here now. now. Fair enough. 5K panel as well. Oh, oh, Jesus, does it never end? Uh, well, actually, Red have just announced a 8K camera at uh, NAB in Las Vegas. Yeah. God. You know, you were saying you want Nintendo to be like, right, you've bought, oh, I don't know, some old game that we've made and you never have to buy it again because you'll get it for every single platform. Yeah. Isn't that not the equivalent of like a movie studio going, right, you've bought Terminator. You never have to buy Terminator again because every time we release it in 8K or 16K or a billion K, you already own it. No. Yeah, but you know, I I think there, there, re- there reaches a time where like all my shelf of Blu-rays would always be brilliant. Mm. And I... I, I'm not going to suddenly get rid of them. You know, they're always going to w- work great and they're always going to give me a great picture and great sound. And going forward, if I pick up 4K Blu-rays, then fine. You know, I'm not going to suddenly junk things. I think this is where, like, the whole all-you-can-eat services come into play because, you know, let's take an old movie. That's that's not going to have much value going forward. But whereas if you package it all up together and say you get unlimited access to all of these old movies... But you have to pay a residual for that, then suddenly they're getting money back out of that again. So I don't know. I think the whole Netflix business structure is definitely a, a way of the future for sure. Mm. But sure. I still think I still think that would have been a genius thing for Nintendo to do: a Nintendo app on an iOS platform where you pay a subscription, you get access to all of these old games, and then every month you get a, a new. Um, old game released. Uh, I think people would have what, just like a, signed a, up for that, like a SNES controller it. add-on or something. Yeah, definitely. Like five phone. five pound a month. I would have signed up for that three years ago and forgotten about it, and still paid every month. And I'm sure millions of others would as well. You got to think somebody in a suit somewhere has run the numbers on that thing, and they're like, "Nah, we we make this much from people buying old games, and I don't think we'd make that much from subscriptions." Mm, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a little bit ahead of its time. I don't know. Well, we've just seen just online. On live shutdown. Yeah, what happened about that? I remember um, myself and Ben Ingber going along to Eurogamer and picking up a couple of those consoles. They were giving them away free, and I was so optimistic and so excited. I remember shooting some interviews for the forum, and um, and I, I really hoped they were going to make it work. It, it did seem ahead of its time, though. It seems perfect for like now, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If that had been like three, four years later, it feels like they'd have just been... 
But then, you know, they wouldn't have had a developed service. And it felt like they were right on the cusp of it and were just in the right place to sort of take advantage of it when it did come to the front. But obviously they didn't make the right moves and stuff. So Yeah. I mean, they tried a, a last ditch where there was a bit where they tried to integrate a little bit with Steam where you could use your Steam games through it and stuff like that. Um, but then, no, they just went away. Sony, Sony's gobbled up all their patents. Um, obviously, to protect their Gaikai stuff, and then that's it; they're done. Mm. Yeah, but I, I guess um, is the Gaikai service out now, or is it on its way? Or what, they rebadged it as something else, right? It's PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now, mm, and it's—I I don't speak from experience, but I hear it is still overpriced. Mm. It was overpriced in the beta, but massively so. I think they reduced the prices. But it's still not a level of. What are we talking price wise? Oh, I don't know. You're asking me. We're going to have to look it up. Hold on. Is it properly out now? They're they're out of beta. It says PlayStation Now is available today to me on PlayStation.com. Oh, okay, very good. Um, for how much? Uh, hold on. It's something like nineteen dollars ninety nine or something like that. One hundred plus PS3 games you can all play. Pay for one monthly fee, and the next page says. One month is nineteen ninety nine. That's yeah. dollars, and three months is forty four ninety nine dollars. I think the pro- the problem, yeah. As soon as I said it that high, is it seems like you know they could say, ah, oh, but you get all of these games, but the average person who looks at that catalogue and says, brilliant, I will play this, 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 and this, and they might have like half a dozen games they really want to play, but they will still only play kind of an hour here or an hour there. And it will make yeah. that look expensive. You know, you're not going to say, right, brilliant, I'm going to rinse this in one month. You see, you're still ultimately kind of playing, you know, three or four hours a week, maybe, you know, and that's it. Do we ever think they might have rolled it into PS Plus? Yeah, that would be the sensible thing to do. Wouldn't that have been cool? It would have been the sensible thing to do, but... Yeah, I think everyone assumed that that's what they would do, which was at least give you access to some titles per month. Particularly yeah. when the, like the free games on on PS4, and the same with the, with the uh, games with the gold on Xbox One on the the new generation, there just isn't the content catalogue out there to support it. So it's just leading to every time some one of these games is announced as to what you get free, usually kind of threads and things and and commentators are saying, "God, they, this is terrible. They're all indie games." And it is just basically the, the smaller games they can get to try and say, you know, play this now because we can't afford to give you a AAA because, you know, it seemed great on the PS3, but that's because it came in so late into the console's lifespan. So they had all those great games to just give you for free. Just to be clear, um, it's only in the US right now. It's in beta in the UK now. You can apply to be interested in it, but it's not actually live in the UK. Right. But I can't imagine the UK prices will be any better. If anything, they'll be worse. Ah, oh, it'd be nineteen pounds. Yeah, just straight, straight. I reckon they'll do it for fifteen, because they gave us that fifty quid off, didn't they, with the uh, the PS4 starting right. price, was that three nine nine, and they gave us three four nine. So I reckon they'll 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 throw us a bone there, surely. But fifteen quid a month is it's still too much. Fifteen quid a month, that's hundred and eighty quid a year. To play some old games from last generation, which if you've got an old console, or hey, won't you just buy all the remasters because they're releasing them nowadays anyway? I don't know. I don't. I just don't. Especially for a service that you really want to get off the ground and popular pretty quick. Yeah. 
definitely. Because but, people aren't convinced by it. I mean, on live, uh, you know, made some waves, got some headlines, but ultimately, you know, was a bit ahead of its time. If they really want this to work, they've got to they've got to be aggressive and get it out there and make it competitive. I think I think on live the technology is good, but I don't see it being like a core technology. Like maybe in twenty years' time, everybody will stream everything, and because you know it was all about the server side being the power, and you're just controlling it via your inputs over your internet connection. Um, but I don't I don't see that being being the way we play games anytime soon. I don't think the internet is good enough for most people for that yet. I think maybe for like a demo or something, or if they can transition it into press buy now and it plays via an on live service and then it downloads in the background and then it just switches over without you sort of realizing it. Mm. Um, that might be a way to like bridge that gap, but I don't think it would be the way that you play all of your games anytime soon. Yeah. And any kind of big budget, computing intensive, graphically intensive piece is going to rely on a lot of things working perfectly if you're going to be streaming that or relying on some kind of service sometimes there's no substitute for just having that data locally on your machine just doing the business yeah exactly it could be the gateway to the one console future we all assume exists or the or the no more generations future where we don't care about the power of our boxes and our tvs because it's all being streamed they just upgrade the servers or the games just simply get better the better the developers get um, and then we all just stream it. But again, I think that's what you think. Like, um, uh, kind of like a, a operating system yeah. update. You know, just suddenly it's like, oh yeah, now you get ten times the graphical power you did before. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. They could artificially have generations where they'd be like, every year it'd be like, right, it's 2016. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The servers are now 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> Some dude comes out on the stage and announces it. Yeah. And loads of middle-aged journalists start whooping and clapping. He like flicks a switch and stuff. And he's like, yeah. the generation is now. Call of Duty, Black Ops 3. Well, well we got an announcement. Uh, they, they announced the announcement. Yeah, there was... um. There was a whole teaser deal. They did it via Black Ops 2. I don't know who's still playing Black Ops 2. Some people are, clearly. Um, because eagle-eyed people noticed that they updated the posters on levels in Black Ops 2 with Snapchat lo- like logos. I don't, I don't know about these Snapchats, but essentially they got like these QR code type things where you snap it with your phone and then it subscribes to a Snapchat channel. And if you snap to the one that was in Black Ops, it subscribed you to... The Call of Duty um, Snapchat channel or something, but bottom line, Black Ops Three is coming. <laughs> there you go. That's a lot of work for a teaser. <laughs> that's not. That's not even half the teaser. That just started. I mean, there was a whole like ARG type follow the clues back in lost times of internet investigation, which I'm really not going to bore you with, but. The thing was, all these people were spending like hours and hours and hours decoding this thing, and like. Everybody else on the internet was just like, guys, it's Black Ops 3. <laughs> we knew it was Black Ops 3 before they even started this thing. It was always going to be Black Ops 3. Because that's what they do. Yeah, just don't waste your time. <laughs> it's Black Ops 3. And then they released a trailer and it's Black Ops 3. And then, was the, the trailer interesting? I've just got it playing here in the background. Oh, it's a teaser thing. Um, and it's just like... It's weird numbers. now, the, the kind of domino effect of marketing, which is to leave a breadcrumb trail to lead to the teaser, which is then to lead to speculation about an announcement. 
and then you know it, it's like there are ten stages before someone just says this is what the game will probably look like. Yeah, but it's all set out in stone because every year, just before E3, they have the Call of Duty thing where they reveal what the new Call of Duty. So it's like we we know when this is happening. It happens the same time every year. It's like we know when the game's going to be releasing. It'll be the first week in November. It's the same time every year. Like there's nothing to to like discover about this process. We've been through it a million times before. I don't understand how people are still so excited. Well, it, it, I guess it's a kind of interesting way of um, changing the the normal hype train. Or the, the start of the inevitable hype train. Um, it's all Black Ops 3. The, the real question is, are they going to sledgehammer the game up this year? That's the question. Because a lot of people were kind of split on Call of Duty. This whole exosuits and jumping around and you know power armour and futuristicness and stuff like that. Some people didn't like that. A lot of people didn't like that. Um, and ironically, now people are saying, why don't we go back to World War Two? <laughs> when I can remember... Back a few years ago, we were all like, if I see another World War II shooter, I'm actually yeah. going to scream. Yeah. Um, but it's got to the point now where people are kind of wanting another Treyarch shooter in World War II. Um, but I, I think the the hope is that they don't follow Sledgehammer down the hole that they've gone. Even though I personally think it was been quite successful, a lot of people would rather they just went back to a normal, inverted commas, Call of Duty. Greatest hits. Yeah, and we'll we'll see. We'll see what they come up with. It'll be it'll be interesting. The fight continues between the studios. Mm. It's now a three way fight rather than a two way fight. And you could definitely just remake Modern Warfare and clean up. Oh yeah, easy. If, definitely. If that's what you want to do, then uh, people will buy that, and I will be part of that problem. You could do that. You should do that. Whoever you are, you should do that. Well, the internet already has petitions and, and things going, but they seem to not want to do it for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. But we'll see. What's this? Uh, this Amazon thing with this CryEngine investment? Yes, yeah, it's, it's really weird. Um, they went and bought themselves a license to use the CryEngine. Well, we don't really know if it's a license or not. They paid. Well, the scuttlebutt is that they paid between fifty and seventy million for some use of the CryEngine. But that's way more than the licensing fee would be. So if you just go and license like the Unreal Engine or CryEngine or I don't know something else. Yeah. Um, then typically, from what I read on the internet, you wouldn't really pay that much. So they've paid a lot of money, so you imply, it would imply that there's more to this arrangement than we're being told. Now, whether they're really trying to get into games, obviously they've got their whole Fire TV console type thing. Um, it's really just been dips into almost semi-mobile gaming, really, but it's on your big TV. But this would really imply, I mean, it's the CryEngine, you know, they, they make crisis in this thing. Has the CryEngine got any kind of application outside of gaming? So, for example, augmented reality, could it do anything with that? Do we do we think it might be a play for more sort of um, uh, VR-type stuff, or is it is it definitely going to be steeped in traditional gaming uses it's a good question um as far as i know we, d we don't really know because i'm sure we've heard of like unreal's engine being used in uh computer generated graphics or you know the film industry or something like that there, there are other applications for um these engines yeah but what are amazon going to use it for to yeah like, no i think that's that's kind of what we're like. trying to get get to the bottom of do you prime delivery via a really cool delivery order screen <laughs> <laughs> or something I don't I don't really know how they're 
how, how they're going to go about it. But yeah, a drone it's... lands in your back garden with a games console. <laughs> it's already playing on a screen for already you. Already playing a birthday card. Yeah, it's, to it's going to be interesting. But they, uh, they they picked up Double Helix last year, so they got a developer. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm and a... now they've got an engine, and I assume. I mean, what the, the only logical thing I can assume is that they've just got you know basically Crytek on hand to fly in and really work with their engine and make sure everything works tip-top, you know, some sort of Uber level of support or just integration within Amazon or something like that. I mean, it's all guesswork, but I don't know. Is is the next, like, super hot CryEngine game going to come out of Amazon and what the hell are they going to run it on? Are they going to make a super-duper console to rival the Xbox and the PlayStation? Surely not. It'll be interesting. But then why do they need the CryEngine and why pay so much for it? It's all It's all mysteries. It's all mysteries. We've mentioned this before. There's definitely some exciting times ahead in the world of video games. You know, a lot of big players have um, made their move. Uh, Facebook have obviously bought the Oculus, and Amazon are clearly up to something. They're really exciting times. Mm. Times they are changing. Deus Ex, are we excited about this announcement trailer? It's all it's all CGI. There's no actual gameplay in it, but. The atmosphere of that Deus, Deus Ex world is right back there. I remember I loved the soundtrack, um, mm. the last one that came out. I thought it was great. Um, and funnily enough, I never actually got to play it, which horrified both you guys when we were talking just just before we started recording. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. It's like my favourite type of... I mean, it's just right down my alley, Deus Ex. But it's it also, in the realm of sci-fi in the realm of like storylines that they tell in those, it's my favourite type of story, which is the, what's the difference between man and machine? Where do the lines blur? Like, I love that story. Like, right. I, could, I can watch, you know, that kind of like Blade Runner. It's kind of cyberpunk. Yeah, I, I could play or read or watch stories about that concept of AI and what it means to be human and are machines alive type thing. I can, I can watch that all day. Um, and Deus Ex really does it very, very well. When's this um, mooted for? Uh, there's no date as of yet, but we assume 2016 because everything good is 2016 at this point. It's been a few years now since since that was that. It's all coming back to me now. Was there some sort of stealth or shoot 'em up debate yeah, between us? That's exactly. It. You could you could do two things. You could well two things. You could basically stealth around, go through vents. Um, get people with a silenced dart and stuff like that, or there you was shoot the, the place up. Yeah, there was the, the achievement for killing no one, wasn't there? Yep. Uh, and I seem to recall Ben said that was the way to play it. And I killed pretty much everyone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of, Splinter Cell would call it Panther, where I'm silent up until I'm discovered, then I'm deadly. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody dies. Moves, yeah. Pretty much. Um, but no, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Okay, good times. And uh, that's going to be across all platforms, we presume? Yeah, we assume so. I mean, maybe during E3 they might show up at somebody's conference if they get some marketing monies or something. They'll align with one of the consoles. Um, But I think it's going to be multi-platform. I don't don't see it becoming exclusive unless they pull a Tomb Raider. I've got to say, I I thought the, the kind of announcement trailer, I was a little bit disappointed with it. How? How? He's firing blades from his arms. 
and like creating cool shields over his body and turning TVs off with his hand. Like, what but more do you want? Did that scream Deus Ex to you, or did that say, "Here's some action"? See, to me, there was nothing there. That uh, what I like is that kind of future noir. You know, the choice is yours. I would have liked to have seen some vague allusion to the fact that Deus Ex has always been built on choice. This looked a little bit like, you know, how everyone was a little bit disappointed with modern Splinter Cell basically going all out action in certain places. It's a trailer, and trailers, you know, for a trailer, you're not going to have. I sat in this cupboard for 15 minutes. No, no, no. It's, 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 it's not going to be cupboard sitting or you know, peeking out from a vent for half an hour or something. <laughs> but I still would have liked to have seen something a bit more kind of brooding, a bit more understated, because that's what the, the kind of crowd like about Deus Ex. That's what the people who, who, you know, fans of the series all the way through have liked about it. This looked more like kind of balls-to-the-wall action. And I, I know it's just an announcement trailer, but you know when you get that kind of sneaking suspicion in the back of your mind mm. where you just think, is this going to be a slight kind of change of direction for the series? You know, is this going to be all the way through just a bit more action-oriented? I hope not. I agree with you that that is one of the best things about this series, and I, as much as you hope that it is still choice-based and you can still have all the stealth options and they advance the stealth system as much as it seems they're advancing the crazy action. Um, but I, I do think it's just just a good trailer is, is things blowing up. Um, I'm sure I put like a more words which were better worded than I'm about to say, but there's nothing in 2015. <laughs> 2000, 2015 kind of sucks. Is it a barren, a barren year? It's, it's just like a... Unless E3 is really, really, really good, it's just kind of meh. Do you know what I mean? Like anything decent, like there was. I put one from each each console in there. What's been delayed? Uh, Uncharted's been delayed. Quantum Break's been delayed, and Zelda's Zelda. been delayed. But E3 so never seems to actually signal much coming towards the end of the year anymore. It seems increasingly that it's just basically this is what we yeah, aim towards yeah. the end of the year. But yeah, yeah. be prepared for us to say, you know, next quarter year. one. Yeah, next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. And you've got. I think I, I put it in in the thread, but. You know, 2007 was the best year for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Like, when you read the list of games that came out in 2007... You read, know, read, read some titles. Go on, hit, hit me with some of these oh, titles, because it's a juicy list. Have I got the thread open? I do have the All thread. right, I'll start you off. Bioshock. Yeah, there was Bioshock. Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah, Orange Box, Call of Duty 4, Box. Mass Effects, Rock Band, Uncharted, Super Mario Galaxy. But it goes on and on and on. It's ridiculous. Halo 3. Mm. Like, when you think back, you just think, God, oh, that was... Because I thought last year was a massive disappointment. There was nothing really that stood out to me as an outstanding game. Mm. And this year looks pretty barren as well. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, there were good games this year, and I've enjoyed playing some good games. And last year was okay, you know, Sunset Overdrive was good for me, and Forza Horizon 2 was good for me, um, and stuff like that. And, and this year is decent, Dying Light's been pretty good, um, but there's there's nothing on the level. We're talking about Bioshock, we're talking about Call of Duty 4, do you know what I mean? We're talking about Mass Effect. These are games that, like, you stopped and you played. Like, you, you put everything down and you sat down for a weekend for a Saturday and you just played it and you couldn't stop playing it. I haven't come across a game like that. I'm, I'm hoping Fallout might be that, but I have a sneaking suspicion Fallout's not going to be this year either. 
And but I mean, 2016 is shaping up to be that year. Yeah. And it would make sense because from everything we hear from the developers, you know, games are more art intensive and to generate the assets it takes longer and it takes more and more people Ubisoft having, generations matured and yeah having like 500 people working on a franchise all over the world and stuff like this and it just takes longer so three years instead of two kind of makes some sense I suppose and 2016 if you look at the, the titles that have all been pushed you know as long as Quantum Break and all, all that sort of stuff then it could be another 2007-esque year but that does leave 2015 being kind of another filler year a good mm. year, but not a, this is why we bought these new consoles year. Maybe we should just reconvene this time next year. Or maybe we're just never pleased, and next year we'll be like, well, last year was a bit shit, and this year's still a bit shit. Yeah, I don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with wanting to see innovation and uh, you know new technical heights reached. And It seems a long time since anything's come out that really seemed to be kind of, use of a poor phrase perhaps, but changing the game. Something that you know the that that moment when you know it almost seemed like Bioshock broke the fourth wall, or or you know it seemed like you know you mentioned Assassin's Creed. It was kind of historical games that were able to take you to a different place. It seems a long time since there was anything that's should we say kind of transported you into a, another place. You know we we've had supposedly the death of the traditional first-person shooters and then you know Titanfall and Destiny and various things have just kind of slightly underwhelmed the order hasn't really proven to be you know the marriage of cinematic and, and gameplay elements there just seems to be a lot of things that you can almost look at and say yeah it'll be a solid kind of seven or eight out of ten perhaps at best but you're just waiting for that one thing perhaps it will be Fallout you know, maybe it'll be a new Zelda, but it just seems like we're kind of waiting. And this is why a lot of people are championing VR, because there's nothing really going on in, in kind of mainstream, um, you know, AAA games development. That's why a lot of people are, are turning towards indie games. Do, do we think maybe that's why there's been a tail off? Because perhaps there is more being poured into the the future of these platforms as opposed to the here and now i really hope so i really hope we're just you know you know like the same way you get like a deep impact and a armageddon and another yeah. film which is like i really hope that next year we just get it's like where have all these good games been and like seven come in at once because they've all been they all started development around the sort of same time they've all had similar sort of difficulties and then they've all arrived at the same time you That'd know what nice. it's the hope that kills you <laughs> or I could just give in and just be happy with what I've got in the here and now, I suppose. Um, but it, it it also seems to me that we, we're aiming for the wrong things. Like this year, is, it's been a lot of this game is going to be revolution for this reason because it's going to be online, because it's going to be 4v1, because it's going to be integrated single player and multiplayer. And then that happens and they fail at it because networks are rubbish and servers can't handle things. And then they've got nothing else to fall back on. Whereas last year it was a lot more single player innovation, I felt, you know. But do you think that's because they've, they've kind of uh, almost development studios have predicted where, you know, networks will be and, and how well they'd be able to do those things. And so you've got so many things like, you know, you drive clubs with this will change the way that, you know, you play multiplayer games and this will change the way, you know, you will have X, Y and Z reasons to kind of link up with other people. And they predicted that that would be a lot more solid, and so they perhaps 
development students weren't looking so much at just the traditional single player game you know making that the best that it was because like the last thing i can remember was like probably the last of us and that you know that even scored a big hit being a ps4 game which shouldn't have happened you know everyone most people who bought ps4s were probably also ps3 owners who've already played that game that shouldn't have been such a huge hit again but there's just this kind of dearth of titles that seem able to, to kind of almost address what single player gamers want mm, i think they they like oversold or relied on the fact that like networks would be particularly successful or or whatnot but i think also at the same time they've not forgotten but missed or assumed that people will play games in a different way from what they did last last generation i don't know whether again we've harped on this point a lot but i've changed a lot in a gamer as a gamer myself and i don't play online as much as i used to i don't sit in with a headset and have a group of 15 people who i will play with all the time so games like evolve and games like titanfall they kind of fall a little bit flat for me and like evolves numbers online are, are, are kind of low because it's a very you have to talk to people to play that game it's so baked into the experience that you have a group of people who are very communicative and ready to play this game and play certain roles specifically in a certain way but if you don't have that then the game kind of doesn't really exist for you and a lot of games are relying on stuff like that and i think they're forgetting that a single player game can be very powerful for people if you can just lose yourself in a single player world yeah, big time big time you, you don't need to to have other people in the experience to to make it last hundreds of hours <laughs> Almost there on ultra flow. What level are you up to now? I'm up to level 57. Hey. I would like to point out that in Geometry Wars, during my last point, yes. I was on the best run I've ever had, and I actually ended it to be able to speak properly. Well, more for you. I know. I was on 100 million. Think I of the glory you what, had. what level I did know. you get to on ultra flow? 49. 49? Oh, oh, right. Oh, damn it. I thought it was 59. That's why I was... <laughs> carrying on playing. Whoa, what are you? Are you are you past 49? I'm 57 now. No, I'm 59 now. 59! There like, it is. Like I said, like somewhere in the middle, it gets. it's not hard. It's just fling it and see what happens. <laughs> and eventually <laughs> it just goes in. Like, it's a good 20 levels in the middle where it's not even hard. It's just chance. See, Mark, if you'd started sooner, it's not you, chance, you could it's have skill. finally got I know, I'm last. gutted. I've been playing, I've been playing Tower of Guns. That'll be up. Oh yeah, how is that working out for you? Yeah, I, I, I like Tower of Guns. Tower of Guns. It's Tower, Tower of Guns. It's an unsubtle title. <laughs> it, it's up there with Stealth Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I found it very enjoyable. Um, Talk me through it because I've never heard of Tower of Guns. Well, it, although it sounds brilliant, <laughs> it's what it says on the tin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> very unapologetic for what its main appeal is it's it's um kind of uses randomized rooms so it's got that roguelike quality um where basically it's it's a tower of guns you've got various um kind of flying robots and things and, and gun emplacements that you've got to take out in each room and you've got a part time for each stage so you know it's obviously encouraging you to just kind of run through and blast things um, but it's it's built around a perk system, so you know you get double jumps, or you can kind of um, lower difficulty, or you know speed things up and, and stuff like that. Um, and it was designed to be a kind of game that you could play in your lunch break. So 
very much you can complete a little run in you know kind of minutes through one stage and then you know through the whole game you could probably finish in under half an hour um but it, it just if you go on like an endless run it's it's got that kind of uh quake appeal where it's very much around kind of almost hopping and shooting that kind of natural kind of snap rhythm to it uh it's just absolutely it throws everything at you the problem is it, it kind of chugs along at times the frame rate suffers when when the screen gets absolutely full of things but yeah it's just a, a kind of fun little game were you playing it on uh ps4 it's also out on um xbox one and steam well, worth looking out for yeah I, I would say so i mean it's free on um playstation plus instant game collection for this month so it's it's definitely worth giving it a go because also kind of stick with it for a little bit because initially when you when you start playing it it can seem like it's uh you know you might want to monkey about with the sensitivity on the sticks and things like that a little bit but once you find you know your your rhythm in the game and you find the you, you enjoy using one particular weapon then it, yeah, it just opens up. It's just one of those uh, fun games. It's got like a, a, a tilt feature. It says when you, when you want to just go back and reset to a different point, uh, and it almost feels like you're playing a, a kind of first-person shooter version of pinball. It's just got that. Just give it a quick blast and then put it down. It's not designed to be played for hours on end. Okay, and uh, Leon, what you, you've been playing this month? You must have uh, been um, getting stuck into something. Um, I'm currently just got a couple of days ago Mortal Kombat X, um, so that should be coming in the next couple of days, which is the latest in the Mortal Kombat franchise, obviously, and is more gorier and brutaler, if those are real words, um, than ever. How gory is the cool. how gory is the quitality? I haven't actually seen a quitality yet because I haven't quit out yet. I feel like I've watched it online, but the problem with Mortal Kombat is like it's all kind of desensitized and merged into one in my mind now. What's a quitality? So when you quit an online match, you are subject to a quitality. So, you know, it will rip the head off your character or something. Mm. I haven't seen it as right. of yet, but it's the equivalent of a fatality, but you get it for quitting. Right. It's to Humiliation. Discourage. Yes, essentially. It's to discourage right. online quitters. Um, but no, the game is, is very, very, very violent. <laughs> it kind of makes you wonder if we'd gone back to the days when the first Mortal Kombat was kind of being debated in Parliament or something as whether it should be taken off the shelves and stuff, whether if they, they saw what we've got today, they'd just not bother. Yeah. <laughs> because it's fairly ridiculous, but it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, the, the the big one that I, I want to get, but I haven't downloaded yet, is GTA Five. It's now out for the PC. And, um, well... It's preloaded. Has it actually come out yet? I think it's it's today, literally at midnight. Ah, okay. So when you're listening to this, yes. Yeah, and it's one huge download, I think. Like sixty gig or something. Yeah, something mental. But I mean, if you've got a powerful graphics card, a beefy beefy workstation, game station, PC, then you'll be um, you'll be in a a world of GTA beauty. Did you not? play it on a console of some sort i did yeah yeah, yeah. i had it on um ps4 it must have been the ps4 and you didn't finish it no I, I kind of got to a point where um i was busy with other things so it kind of took a back seat for a little while but i was happy for it to do that because i knew it was coming to the pc so i'm 
I'm kind of not um, not particularly looking forward to playing back through all that first, I don't know, four or five hours. Mm. Um, but I think there'll be enough there graphically just to sort of make it a more deeper experience this time around. You really think it's going to hold your attention? Like I don't the know. I, version didn't. I, I picked it up on PS4 again and, and suddenly realised I don't want to play back through those opening hours. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, you, because initially you think, no, it, it was fantastic. But then you realise that, in fact, the moments, the high points, as usually in a GTA game, were towards the kind of midway to later stages. Yeah, you're quite gimped early on, aren't you? Yeah. You know, there's not much you can do, and then you've got to open areas up, and then this. And then. The, um, the first person mode got me through those first few hours because I bought ah, the yeah. remaster so I thought oh well I'll play it through it in first person and I did quite enjoy it and that was it was a good novelty to, to sort of you know go even though I'd played it before it helped me get through see it feels in a strange way first person I just found it didn't have that level of um, detachment that I, I kind of almost ended up wanting yeah to, to do all the horrible things yeah it just <laughs> it feels like this kind of weird at times um particularly with Franklin, as this weird kind of ghetto sim or something. You know, yeah. it just it right. got this really weird vibe to it where, you know, you suddenly realise you're stomping on someone's head and it just it just feels even more wrong. Yeah, it's an entire game of no rushing from Call of Modern Warfare 2, basically. Yeah. Um, you, just, you just feel like, yeah, it's, it's just horrifying. It's like the Daily Mail's, like, Christmases <laughs> all come at once. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. I quite liked it, not that I'm a psychopath, but I thought it was just, it did make you kind of, it was a way that you hadn't played GTA before, you, you do play it with like glee abandon of, I can do what I like, but then when it literally is, right, smack this woman around the face with a, a crowbar, and you're like, ah, do I really want to be doing this? It's, suddenly, I think it's because the animations on the bodies were kind of exaggerated, so when you're looking at it from a third person perspective, it's almost, it can be quite comical. Mm, and you just yeah almost, you completely yeah. lose that you know particularly like when trevor hits someone it you know it's a, it was a really kind of exaggerated swing they put up and then yeah, then yeah. You, you see it just from a first person and you just think i'm a terrible human being <laughs> i wonder what that trevor torture seems like is, is that still oh, that still being third person or do they like literally you have first person paddles on somebody and like battery on somebody and stuff god that would be I, I, but surely it would like surely that would you know enhance the scene in making because you felt bad anyway playing that but you you would feel real bad because you gotta look him in the eye yeah no I was just looking for some, like breaking news but there's not really anything really uh, the PS Vita gets a thirty percent memory boost with the latest update huzzah <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> that's sold mine. Pretty much it. You, do you keep anything for longer than five minutes? What's nope. the point? Nope. Just buy a PC and keep that, and don't buy anything else. It's bound to be my Apple Watch next, won't it? Crazy, absolutely crazy. When it's out, I think it's a couple of weeks. Are you are you on a waiting list for one though? Yet. Yeah. Well, otherwise you um, might have to, you know, might have to slum it for a while. It went on sale at eight a.m. and I got my confirmation through at 8.04 saying that it would be either well the the window of two weeks around release day so i'm 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 quite optimistic i'll get it on launch day i mean that's four minutes from when it went on sale if that's not a launch day 
snag right there. Can you imagine seeing like the spike on their servers as as yeah. soon as as they soon as they open it up, ready for pre-orders? But there's some IT guy just sitting there going smug grin on his face, while either a smug grin or just absolute panic. Oh, I'm taking <laughs> my break now. <laughs> yeah. One, one or the other. Do you anticipate anything anything fun happening with games on the Apple, Apple Watch? <laughs> Please. I don't know. Oh, you're could... so cynical. I mean, there's always something that, you know, someone could come up with, something innovative, which... Um... If there was something that good that could be integrated with the watches or the mobiles, or it would have been done with a mobile phone already. I mean, there was... Wasn't there, wasn't there some game where you used to take phone calls... On your actual phone, like GTA should do that. Have a GTA app, and then when your phone rings in the game, oh it's actually God, your phone. Oh my God, that would be amazing! Well, it just makes sense, right? Like, why, why haven't they done that? It just and all it's got to do is like play an audio file. Play an audio your phone. file, yeah. It's like just like you're taking a phone call, but you just hold it up to your ear. But would just would that just get old, <laughs> like oh, really that's quickly? That's such a good idea. But you know, you'd think if something like that hasn't been done, then or I just can't just see. emails you, like, yeah random stuff yeah or even like all your email like you used to go to i don't know whatever their satirical email cafes and you just have an account and you log on on your laptop and it's got your emails and stuff <laughs> that'd be rad yeah uh, some, someone at rockstar has got to have pitched that and then it's just fallen apart somehow yeah it's probably logistically quite difficult I don't yeah know. but there we go but no i don't think the apple watch will be any good for gaming i'm excited well, of course you are. I'm really excited. Can I place a bet on how long you will keep it before selling it? Six oh. months. Six months? Hell no. No way. No, they would have lost too much value by then. Yeah. I, will, I will make a decision within the first six weeks and I'll try and recoup as much as I can on it. If, if I really feel it's not, um, not all that it's cracked up to be. Do you wear a watch normally? I do. Is it a expensive watch of some sort? I've got a couple of nicer watches which um, sort of mark anniversaries and other... Yeah. Um, and you wear those regularly? Yeah, fairly, yeah. Okay, yeah. and you rotate them? Yes. So yeah. would the Apple Watch be replacing all of them indefinitely? In I, I don't think I'll wear it on a permanent basis. Then what's um, the point? You could uh, wear it around your leg. And have it like <laughs> one of those tags. It's like a gangster. Yeah, I, yeah. I, must, I must say, I did consider dual wheel watches. Oh my God. Nice. That's really not a good look, is it? Oh, that's so bad. And then maybe we could just like modify it and wear it as a pendant. <laughs> but and the fact. I thought that's even sillier. The fact that you're willing to say, oh, I won't wear it every day, to me negates the fact that it's necessary in the first place. Like well, it's, actually... It's not, like, so good that I have to have to wear it every day. If it's not as... Like, when you walk out of the house without your phone, you feel like you've, you've left something behind. If it's not that level, then why, why do I want it? Yeah, and do you know what? I must confess, as well, it drives my business partner absolutely mental, but I, I, I can't stand email. I hate it. Oh, <laughs> you'll I love hate, this, then. <laughs> I hate being interrupted and just taken out you know, I see myself as a creative person. My work is creative, so I'll sit editing films that I've worked on all day. And uh, I try and only check emails every few hours. And I'll, I'll often say to him, if you need me, you just call me so we can have a two-second conversation. 
rather than me get a flood of emails, which, you know, if I spend two, three minutes over 10 emails, you know, every few hours, that's really taken me away from what I feel is what I'm supposed to be doing. So in many ways, it's not really the right device for me, given that attitude. Um, But it's for all the other stuff. I I genuinely believe it, it will sort of, show up these new ideas and new ways of working with certain things which are very cool and you know i don't know what that is yet but i guess it's just me being optimistic when you get it i want a full review full yeah, actually, review. Actually, yeah yeah well i'm no problem doing that <laughs> i'll give you a good price on it <laughs> i'm good thanks <laughs> Uh, guys, massive thanks for your time. We really appreciate you stopping by and uh, getting involved in the podcast. If you want to give us any feedback, um, have a go at me for eating on air or <laughs> saying the same word or something. I, I know I do that sometimes. Um, swing by the thread, uh, leave a comment. If uh, if you're interested in AV-related stuff and, and movies and projectors and amps and stuff, I highly recommend you check out the weekly podcast um, with Phil and Steve and Ed and you, of course, Mark. Um, that comes out every... Is it the same day every comes out every week? Usually Wednesday. every Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. There you go. It's only our one that's ever really late. <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely ill this month. Genuinely. No car crashes or no car crashes though. Or <laughs> has, has my life been in peril this month? Mm, no, no, I think I've been okay. No, good, good time. Massive thanks to Mark. Cheers, Steve. And a fist bump to my main man Leon. Fist bump back. And we will catch you all next month on what will be the May May edition. May E three is coming. Hopefully, yeah, there are some uh, games and things to talk about then. Oh, well, any danger of some games, that would be good. Well, we can do predictions for E3 if all else fails. So, mm, yeah. Predictions would be fun. We're all good. We'll get the boys back on as well. Yeah. Nine and Steve. Be gearing up for the summer holidays by then, won't they? Yeah, paper rounds will be in full effect. <laughs> uh, massive thanks again, guys. We will catch you all next time. Level 64. Hold on. Am I the only one that does this without playing games? <laughs>